Would you please turn with me in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. We're going to read verses 8 through 10 for our text this morning. But you hear the word of God. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, We make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My message title this morning is Confession. What confession means is agreeing with God. The thing that I I pray the Lord is, is working in this, he has to be, for it to be worth anything, is honesty honestly. Honesty is the most important virtue in any relationship, especially between you and God. And that's kind of what this is dealing with. But honesty is critically important in any relationship, especially a marriage. Also a friendship, or a business, and certainly a church. We have to be reminded that we're not living in an honest world. Truth is rare today. We have to also be reminded that the devil is a deceiver. He is a slander and accuser. And Jesus called him a liar. Okay? And so really kind of the points I want to try to get to us today to realize is this. That we have to come to Jesus as sinners or not as all. Because that's what we are. But because God provides the remedy for that horrendous problem, we can sin and fall into sin and we can still have fellowship with a holy God. I hope that's good news to you. I know it is to me. Because I'm going to tell you the truth, God being my helper. There's a lots of times in this pulpit, sitting here particularly before I get up, I think and feel like I'm probably the greatest fake that ever stood behind God's holy desk. I do. If the truth is known, there's a lots of pretense in every one of our lives. Not only is there a lot of pain behind every door, I don't care how much your house is worth. There's also a tendency to have a lot of lies. 
And it's time we got out of that. Listen, even though I feel like a fake, (laughs) there are times because of God's cleansing, my sin is that I feel like when God blesses me to preach, I can just step right into heaven. Our relationship to God is so important. Are you on speaking terms with God? I'm not talking about religion. I believe organized religion has probably been the worst thing to to the church or God's people that can ever be. Now I'm talking about how is it between you and God? When you go home, when you're at work, when you lay down at night or get up in the morning, relationships have to be based on honesty for them to work. And may God help us to see that today as we think about honesty. Honestly, I hope you God will help us see the criticalness of it in our lives. That we can have fellowship with the Holy God. Do not think that God will bless you just because you do good things. If you do, you believe in a lie. God does not reward us based on our merit. I hope it's already been understood as we read these three powerful verses that it's because of the blood of Christ. See, when you confess your sins, God does not forgive you because of that. He forgives you because Christ died on the cross for your sins. That's what we need to appreciate. Now, the three key words I want to try to use to kind of outline a much bigger topic than this little preacher can cover about confession. You don't see much confession in the world today. You don't see much repentance. And the reason you don't It's because you don't see a lot of honesty. Because when we are honest, honesty breeds humility. And humility breeds repentance. Okay? That's how it has to happen. See, pride God hates. Proverbs 6 16 through 19, outlines six, seven things God hates. And the second thing he, he names is lying lips. God hates them. And I know that I'm talking to the most honest people in this world. I would trust anybody in here with anything I got. And I hope you would me. Well, maybe except my wife. But I want, to, I want you to know that, that, that we do have a tendency to lie. 
And I want you to also to know that lies do not come in colors. You know, white lie. The deal is in our culture today, and I'm talking about the culture, not necessarily you. But I want to talk about it because it affects you and me. Because we're in the world, but we're not of it. Now, what God is talking about here is sanctification. In other words, he's talking about walking in the light. That's God's kingdom. And you get into God's kingdom not by trying to walk right. You get into God's kingdom because Jesus Christ puts you there. You understand that? Jesus does not ask your permission to save you. He does not. But if you're struggling, and you know that you're struggling, and what's causing you to struggle is you're not really sure, maybe even about your salvation. Sin really does bother you. And you you know that pretense is a part of what you do. That is a good sign. A person that tells me that they don't sin or they're not struggling, I would be real concerned. So you thank God for your struggle because you are in the kingdom of light. You don't walk in and out of the kingdom of light. Now there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness that is ruled by the prince of the power of the air. His name is the devil. There's a kingdom. You and I need to thank God that we're not in that kingdom and that God has presented us blamely, according to Ephesians 1, before him in love. And he says pointedly that when we believe in Christ, we shall not walk in darkness. So what is this talking about? It's talking about, I mentioned sanctification. Now, justification, I mean, let me just mention a couple theological terms. I'm not going to stand on these high terms that much because I don't know. We don't need all that to walk in the lie. Justification has to do with the effects of sin in our lives. And since we've all sinned, the effects of it is death. Okay? Jesus Christ did that on the cross. That's what he's talking about here. He, all said. he took our place on the cross so that the effects of our sins was given to him. And he did that. He did away with it, all of them. Okay? So it's just as if you never sinned. That's what justification is. However, sanctification is the indwelling of the sin within us. See, we do not get saved by God's grace and go right to heaven. We have to live in this world. And God likes faith, and so to have faith, we have to maintain the audacity to have fellowship with God. Though we're not worthy. 
And though it hurts, confession hurts, but the truth always makes you free. We would be a lot better off being who we are than trying to be somebody we're not. You hear me? I mean, a lot easier. Hey, when I first come to this great church, I followed some of the greatest preachers this denomination's ever known. And I struggled with that. Because I knew I couldn't be like they were. So what I had to do, and what we have to do, I decided I'm going to have to be Randy. Warts and all. That's how God made you like you are. Don't try to be somebody else. You come to Jesus, don't wait till you get good enough. You'll never make it. Don't wait till you feel like it. You'll never feel it. The devil won't let you. You come because you want fellowship with God. Not because you want to go to heaven. But fellowship with God. I mentioned three words that I think that I want to use at least as key to these messages. This message is number one is daily. We're going to have confession every day. It's not just a one-time deal. Number two is, when you're talking about confession, here again I'm talking about agreeing with God, saying God's right, and I'm wrong. We don't like to say that. We don't like to believe that, but it's the truth. And then dependence. What did I say? Confession daily. The second word, I don't know if I mentioned this yet. I want to let you know it for sure. I'm going to talk about it just for a minute. It's not only daily, but, and, and then lastly, dependence. Is that as we talk about our confession, We're understanding that there's deceit involved. So that second word is deceit. Deceit is the opposite of honesty. Honesty means without deceit. Okay? So let's talk about daily. So sanctification is our daily walk with God. It's a process. See, what you do daily and I do daily, it's what, our, what makes our life. It's not that you just take a vacation once a year. Or you know you might win the lottery or something. You've got to deal with daily life. And the thing about confession is this, that prayer brings us to that point. The reason we know that God wants confession in our life is because God says pray a lot without ceasing. All right? Jesus said in the model prayer, when we pray, 
Lord, give us our daily bread. The thief on the cross confessed that, that Jesus was the Son of God, that he never sinned, he'd done nothing amiss. And Jesus said, today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. Our daily lives. God gave the manna one day at a time. And God has called us to confess each day Daily sins because we sin every day. And what I'm talking about is a cause and effect. That inward principle of sin, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we need to confess. David said in Psalms 51, he says, Lord, I was conceived in iniquity. Shapen in iniquity. We need to embrace the doctrine of original sin. See, people don't like to hear the word sin, but that's what Jesus came to say, sinners. Sin means that we've not only missed the mark of what God's called us, we have grieved God. There's nothing that upsets God any more than sin. And so when we don't have fellowship with God, it's because of sin. And we need to face it. We need to be honest with God. My wife probably doesn't remember this. There's probably been things she's more aggravated with me since then. But I remember years and years ago, early in our marriage, there was some situation, I forget what it was, we just didn't talk all day. I mean, you know, just a silent treat. Any, I still remember that. I know you probably don't. But, but I, remember, I remember getting to the point of, of that evening, late that evening, I said, you know, I, I realized I was wrong. I'm sure it was me. And by the way, honesty is important because, you know, we know from the Bible, Proverbs says iron sharpens iron. But, you know, honesty, one person's honesty makes another honest. Another honest. That's what a marriage is for. A marriage will keep you honest. Because you have accountability. A church, a local church is about built on honesty. This nation was built on honesty. But we're getting away from that. We're so sophisticated. You know? I know I was riding with Penny just last week, and she said, you do realize this speed limit's 45. I said, no, I forgot. So I slowed down. Uh, that's just a little point, you know? I mean, our camaraderie, our loving one another ought to be about an honesty. So, so daily we do that. And then secondly, you know, I, I want to think about deceit. Because this, this Bible is saying, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we have it. 
I mean, God does his part. That's the cleansing. And he also applies the blood of Christ. But we have an if here. Every verse I read you had an if. Now, do you want to have fellowship with God or not? If you want fellowship with God, you can have it because Christ has provided it for you. But you've got to have honesty. You've got to be honest with God because God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. He is pure, holy. And we are called the children of light. You'll never be able to exemplify your calling in mind, being salt and light on earth, unless we're honest. But deceit in our culture... I mean, there was a time when, when people would lie. I mean, lying has always been the scripture, but I can think of Abraham and others. But it's never right. Honesty is always the best policy. And, and I think about it because now people lie. I mean, it used to be people lie and they would kind of feel bad about it. There was a little guilt. I mean, even a blush every now and then. But now people will lie with a straight face. People will lie now and believe they're telling the truth. We have political authorities that lie just to get their agenda. I'm talking about Democrats and Republicans. You know, in lying, you know, we think about it, it's not just telling a flat-out lie. It's, it's understanding that my heart is desperately wicked and deceitful above everything, according to Jeremiah 17.9. That's how a heart is. We have to come to grips with that. And even though I said you were the very best people that I know, I know that you can tell a lie. And I know I can But in our culture today, if we don't face the need for truthfulness, we will die. You know, I remember when I started my forestry years ago, there's a man down in Long County, Tom Howard. He owned several thousand acres on the Alton Hall River. He had a law degree from the University of Georgia, but he never used it. He just liked the woods. And I remember when I started dealing with that guy and I started representing him on his timber sales, the very first contract I brought to him in his house, I still remember it. He looked at it and he said, what's this for? I said, well, this is the contract. This is telling all the terms. They want you to sign it. He said, I'm not signing anything. He said, if those guys don't trust me and trust my word, he says, I'm not going to sign. I don't want to do business with them anyway. Now, I know that's archaic. And I, I frankly, I had a lot of time. I had to get the, the company representative to come down with me. I mean, we had to convince that man that, that he could really do a signature and it still be dishonest. You probably know some bankers that, one of, that was a member of this church. I remember, uh, I think his name was Tom Howard. Wasn't he a banker? You can walk into that. There was a time in his, his life you could do a handshake and get a loan. I didn't mean that. And then, and then uh, now you got to sign so many papers. I mean, you got to do it like that. 
So deceit. And then, and then lastly, I want you to think about with me, honesty, honestly. See, we see here that daily, confess, everything we do daily, I mean, you confess daily. Oh God, look in my heart, examine me if there's anything untruthfully. And Lord, take all the deceit away from me. Now the world will take, take you advantage of you when you're honest. You do know that. Thieves love honest people. But that's all right. If it's not right, don't do it. If it's not the truth, don't say it. It doesn't matter what it makes you feel like. I mean, your fellowship with God is more important than your so-called friend. And fellowship with God does not mean you won't have problems, but it means God is with you. And really, you know what? Peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is the presence of God. Now, now lastly, I want to say quickly, dependence. Because when we confess, we are depending on the faithfulness of God. Notice what it says. God will cleanse us. See, God is merciful and He's faithful to His covenant. Jesus says, All that the Father gave me shall come to me, and he that cometh to me, or she, I will in no wise cast out. See, Jesus says, I'm going to fellowship with you. Don't let anything in your life be an obstacle between your fellowship with Almighty God. No person, place, or thing. And what we're going to find that when we have fellowship with God, we're going to get along with everybody else a lot better. Even ourselves. But we do it dependently when we confess. Not based on my confession, but based on the blood of Christ. What a great blessing to know that we can walk with God. That we can sin. We can fall into sin. And we can get up and go on. I know I've had to do that a lot. And I bet you some of you have too. But that is what the gospel is. That's what grace is about. It's about a fellowship with God. And if you have fellowship with Almighty God, that will show in your life. You will bear the fruits of the Spirit. You will have joy and peace. Now, quickly, how can we be honest in our confession? Three things just to leave with you. Number one, we pray a lot. Because you've got to be honest when you pray. The devil don't like us to pray much, you know. That's why we, it's hard to find time to pray. And by the way, when I'm talking about confession, you don't have to confess this to everybody. You confess it to God. Now, there are things that we need to confess to one another. Jesus sets that precedence. But by far, the greatest need we have is to confess to God. As David again in Psalm 51, Oh Lord, I have sinned against thee, and thee only have I sinned. 
So pray. Number two, practice humility. Humility. It ought to make us ashamed of ourselves if we're going to call God a liar. Did you know we call God a liar if we say we've never sinned? That's what we're calling him. Now we're going to stand before God one day. You hear me? And I don't want it on me that, that, that people, that, you know, I'm called God a liar. No, no. God is truth. I'm the liar. God, make me truth. Get me, Lord. You're the lighthouse. I don't know cause you to move. Move me and my little bark to use your guidance in my life. Practice humility. In Luke 18, the Bible says there's two men went to pray. I think it represents all the mankind. One was a publican, the other a Pharisee. Those two men represent the only two religions of the world. Number one, human, human achievement. That's what the Pharisee said. He prayed and he told everybody what good things he'd done. How many times he went to church. How much he gave. That's human achievement. It is nothing but lies. The Bible says that we are nothing, that we can do nothing apart from Christ. And he says in Galatians 6 that a man that thinketh he's something when he's nothing deceiveth himself. Don't breathe those lies. You can't do it without God. But with, you can do it within him. You can do anything with him that he's called you to do. That publican represents divine accomplishment. You know what he said? You know what his confession was? You can read it in Luke 18, but basically, in a paraphrase, he says, Lord, I'm a sinner. That's all I am. This man wouldn't even allow going to church. He stood outside and built his head down and beat on his chest. He said, Lord, have mercy upon me, the sinner. And Jesus said, this man, went away justified because he was honest. The Apostle Paul, who wrote more of the New Testament, said, I'm the chief of the sinners. I'm the least among the saints. So practice humility. And then thirdly, praise God. Hank Williams made a song very popular called I Saw the Light. You remember that? Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Have you seen the light? Praise God for it. Because he's the one that honestly, if you're going to be honest, you're going to praise God. We have so many reasons to praise him. He's called us to have fellowship with him. Would you bow with me? We thank you, most precious Heavenly Father, for the privilege to bow before you and call you our Heavenly Father, for giving us your Holy Spirit, for giving us the kingdom of light. We agree with you, Lord, that we're sinners. We do not always do what we ought to do. 
Sometimes we tell lies. Please forgive us. We thank you, Lord, though, that because of Christ dying for us, that when we come to you and we confess that and agree with you, that you, Lord, apply the blood of Christ to us and our sins, and you give us a new prompting, a fresh start. Oh, Lord, bless us to go on from here in full fellowship with you and one another. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.